Hey guys, and thanks for joining us. It's IED Sports. We're recapping NFL Week 13 by talking about the fantasy hits and the fantasy misses. Thank you for joining us today at IED Sports. Steve, we're back. How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. I mean, all things considered, I I, I mean, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but yes, yes, IED Sports friends, I I I am okay after the Steelers' loss. But on the bright side, I have the number one seed in three of my fantasy leagues and the number two seed in in our home league, the League of Unextraordinary Gentlemen. I started off the I started off the league year with only one win in like two wins and like 10 losses. And then I made one trade and now on the number two seed, it was, it was we're, getting it done. we're getting it done. We are uh by weeks and in multiple leagues. And that that's what it's all about. Let's talk first about someone who no one will be starting in their fantasy playoffs. That is Carson Wentz. So that's because he's on the bench bench for Jalen Hurts. Well, he wasn't really benched for Jalen Hurts. He was benched for all his turnovers. 25 of them, a career worst head, obviously not in the game. Now, I think we kind of both actually kind of like Carson Wentz, like maybe even believe in him. Just mm-hmm. his head isn't right. This situation isn't right. Something's wrong there in, in Philadelphia. We can talk about why its name is Doug Peterson. But um, I, I, think it's more, I, think it, I think it's more of that Carson Wentz just he he wants to just keep on reliving that that MVP season that he had where he was just playing hero ball and everything just worked out. And and he's just not taking coaching. I think that I, I think all things considered, I think that I think that Doug Peterson has actually been coaching this team pretty well. It's oh, Carson I, Wentz, I, I think I think it's more the fact that Carson Wentz just does not want to accept the coaching. I think that that's more of it. I blame it on Doug Peterson. I blame it on the the fact that Doug Peterson is not an NFL caliber head coach. He is a Super Bowl winning head coach based on a fluke season during a fluke playoff and a fluke couple of games with a backup quarterback. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about some of what he's done to the run game there in Philadelphia, but absolutely uh, bad to see Carson Wentz on the bench. That's uh. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, but but you know the thing is the thing is is I typed up in the doc you know what do the Eagles do with Wentz what happens it what happens if Doug Peterson is fired which I think he might be and what what do they do do they it, it, you know they they Wentz again he's too much money I I don't think they're going to be able to move I him. mean I mean I I my my thing is is I think that there are two places that would that would probably take the risk on him. You know, as long as as long as teams are willing to take on some of that guaranteed money, the the team that I think makes the most sense is the Colts. Cuz Philip Rivers, he only got that deal for a year. He's only on a one-year deal there, and the Colts have a ton of cap room. And another team that would make a lot of sense, it would be a little bit dif- more difficult, but you know, the the 49ers 49ers would make a would make a lot of sense, and and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle they play into into Carson Wentz's wheelhouse. So Ayuk has been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I have him in multiple leagues, including our own home league, and I think uh, our listener league. I like Ayuk having a great. No, I have him. I have him in the listener um, league. Carson Wentz is just too much money. I think he would be the best for a change of scenery. I think he's gonna. He could be one of those guys like. Uh, Tannehill, who, you know, he he showed well, didn't play well for a couple of years. And, and if he moves, 
I think it'll clear his head and that'll get him the confidence he needs. I'm just not mm-hmm. sure Eagles can get anything done right now. Certainly not b- before the draft. So we have some time to think, but Carson Wentz on the bench. Next up is the Steelers. Steelers are no longer undefeated. Washington football team came back from 14 points down to win 23 to 17, which was the most surprising upset. Giants upsetting the Seahawks, Washington Giants upsetting the Seahawks or Washington upsetting the Steelers. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say the um the Giants upsetting the Seahawks and and because I I we we all actually had an, an inkling um you you and I you and I we were talking in the group chat and it was like and I even posted in the doc that this was a trap game. You know, this, the the uh, I, I the Steelers offense. Is- I mean, the team's eleven and zero. You've been saying it's a trap game since they were five and zero. So I'm not going to give you credit <laughs> on calling out every single game, and then they but, finally but, lose. But the offensive performance against the um uh, against the Ravens was concerning, and and also you know a, as I said in in the ID Sports discuss, discussion group, make sure you join on Facebook. Um, you know the that playing playing three games in 12 days that t- that it was clear that it took a that it took a toll on the Steelers I mean the defense was playing well but they but they had started but towards the end the the battle of attrition really caught up with them and you know but the but I mean, I mean, in fairness, Washington is a very skilled young team. They have four yes, they uh, defensive linemen who were all four first round picks. Mm-hmm. Now they have Ron Rivera, who's an actual NFL caliber head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're moving ahead in in ways that are going to be very very good for this team. I, I I don't think that that game was surprising really at all uh, because Washington might be the best team Steelers have played in a couple of weeks. I mean, if we talk about strength of schedule, Steelers were. Before the season started, thirty-first out of thirty-two in strength of schedule, they had the one of the easiest matchups. They had the easiest path to get there, and they've only been winning by a lot of one-possession games. Um, mm-hmm. On the other hand, Giants upsetting Seahawks. I don't really think that that's a crazy upset either. Maybe because there was a backup quarterback, but you saw what Giants did. They won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning. They they can get it done too, and it's the same reason. It's defensive play calling. Joe Judge has put together a tremendous unit. Um, with the Giants, and if you look at them, um, they're five and seven. But if you discount the 49ers blowout where they lost, they're only losing those six games by four and a half points. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should be surprised really by any of these NFC East teams when they come out and kick teams in the mouth in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, but but I, I, there's one thing that you said that that I have to that I have to disagree with. You know the the whole. The, the whole um giants thing like who expected colt mccoy to go in and upset russell wilson we have seen what russell wilson has done to some of the best defenses that's in the league. what the upset is that that's what the upset is for sure but i i, I do want to say something in, in defense of colt mccoy he is an nfl caliber backup quarterback a lot of times we've seen these backup quarterbacks who come in and they can't run a football they can't call a play they can't throw a ball they can't do anything mm-hmm. McCoy is not one of those guys. Maybe he's not a starter in the NFL, but he can step up and, and take this team to, to the next level, uh, which is beating the Seahawks. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, the giant, uh, I mean, I was doing, I, um, I was doing the calculations and stuff, man, the, the giant, the giants and the Redskins, they have the, it's going to be between those two teams. The, the Eagles. Well, that's pretty safe. We just crapped on the Eagles for 15 minutes. Yes, they are out of the playoff race. Jalen Hurts <laughs> will not be lifting a Super Bowl trophy in 2020. But we got to move on. We got to talk about our hits and misses. I'm really excited to get my first hit. 
Baker Mayfield hit I'm not, I'm, not giving, I'm, I'm not giving you credit for this one. I'm not Baker giving Mayfield you. has 21 touchdowns this season. Nine of those came in only two games. He looked incredible this week. Four touchdowns, your interceptions on 33 passes, 25 of which were complete for 334 yards. Now, this is the same guy who didn't throw a touchdown between weeks eight and 11. Um, now his second straight multi-touchdown game. Uh, the line stinks. Browns are kind of a fraud nine and three, but they have a chance. That, I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs and they're just winning these games. In it, it could be a blowout. It could be a two point game. It could be a one point game. They're finding ways to win football games. Baker Mayfield. I don't know. I don't believe in him. I don't think he's the guy who we want him to be. He's got a good coach. Kevin Stefanski is doing good things. Baker Mayfield came back after getting just pummeled for weeks on end. There was a four touchdown game. <laughs> well, I, I, the reason why I'm not giving you credit for this one is because is because I said I said in our live stream a few weeks ago yeah. I want to see how Baker Mayfield looks it, it looks playing a, an NFL game without the wind conditions that were that were basically relegating the offense to just Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and the last two weeks and, you know against the Jaguars you expected it but you know the Titans the the. The division leading Titans, the tight, the you know, the the Titans that beat the Ravens in overtime and 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 mounted a comeback to almost beat the Steelers, they get blown out by the Browns. Blown out. And oh my god. I mean I mean Tennessee is uh twenty-eighth out of thirty-two against the pass. They're giving up two hundred and seventy-five yards a game, which is a lot. Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's no world beater, but that's why he's the hit. We did not expect that. He went off. I and we got to like that. It. On the other hand, Derrick Henry, 15 carries, 40 yards. Corey Davis had like 100,000 yards on 12 <laughs> catches or something. Well, Ridiculous line for Corey Davis. Cool. Tennessee, just an ugly game. They're not playing the way they wanted to play. Yeah. Baker Mayfield took advantage. He is the hit of the week. I And Corey Davis, he's been a viable um, fantasy starter all season. But uh, we're going to move on. I'm going to go to my first hit. And mine is going to be somebody who I've been high on all season. And this was just another feather in the cap of Cole Beasley, the Bills wide receiver. Like he, he balled out in the first half. He slowed down in the second half against the 49ers, but he had, he had 120 yards before the, before the half was over, um, before the first half was over. And, and, you know, going back and looking at his fantasy season in half PPR, in half PPR, he's averaging 11.79 points per game, and he is now currently the number 19 wide re- overall wide receiver. So if if, Corey, if Cole Beasley is for some reason still out there on your waiver wires, you can, you can pick him up and start him confidently as a wide receiver three or a flex. Absolutely. Now, Stefan Diggs had one more catch. Only had 92 yards. Beasley had 130. I mean, how many times are we just going to see that stat line where Cole Beasley has less catches, more yards than Stefan Diggs? Amazing week for him. Good week for the Buffalo Bills. And hey, guess what? They get to play your Steelers next. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting game because, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that on the Jets line. running back, Ty Johnson. Um, Jets were without uh, LaMichael Pirine and Frank Gore. So it's time to give Ty Johnson the ball. 22 carries, 104 rushing yards. This is how Adam Gase gets his good rushing attack. He's forced to. He has no other option. If there was anyone else with pads on, Adam Gase would have given that man the ball, but he couldn't. There was no one to do it to. <laughs> Ty Johnson gets the play. Um, he's worth a pickup in leagues. I'm going to kind of 
see how Frank Gore and Michael P. Ryan do because you know as no, it doesn't matter what he does. We've seen Adam Gacy kills running backs. That's his. That's the name of his game. So, mm. um, he, kind of temper your expectations. But hey, when Gase is forced to make only one call and that call happens to be right, Adam Gase makes a good decision. Yeah, and um, like when Lamar- you provide him with no other options, Adam Gase. <laughs> Makes the right decision. I, I mean, if Lamichael P. Ryan wasn't splitting carries with Frank Gore or forced to split carries with Frank Gore, I think that I think that P. Ryan would actually be a much better fantasy asset than what he's been. I know that he's on our IR right now, but when he's gotten the touches, he's he was clearly better than um than Frank Gore. I love Frank Gore. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer and he should be, but you know, if you are stuck starting Ty Johnson in the fantasy playoffs, scale of one to ten, how confident are you that he will have a fourteen point game? I would say I would be somewhere in the middle, around a five or a six. Not confident because we've only seen it once, but yeah, definitely and, the opportunity will be there. Now let's go, Steve, to your hit number two. This is a player that I've really liked. Um, Packers tight end Robert Tanyan. And, you know, the Packers have been looking for a good second receiver to Devontae Adams, and Tanyan has been far and away the second best pass catcher on the team. I know that I know that Lazard has come back, but, you know, even with Lazard coming back, you know, Tanyan is he's still getting five five targets a game. And, you know, he's now the tight end number four. And over the and, you know, like I said, over the last three games, he's gotten a total of 15 targets, five per game. And, you know, um, as as Bob always says, you know, as you have always said, Rogers is only beholden to, to players who who Rogers trusts and Tanyan has been consistent. And I believe that Tanyan is prime uh, is prime for a breakout in the fantasy playoffs. And if you start him in your championships, I think, I think that he would, he could possibly win you championships. I had, I was a guest on a podcast last week and I, we all give picks at the end of the podcast that were this, mm-hmm. that I was a guest on. And we had to talk uh, one guarantee and I had two. I'm like, I can't choose because they're both guarantees. Uh, the first one I had was Darren Waller scores two touchdowns. That one came true. Um, and the second one, I, I threw it out there. I said, I had to choose between Robert Tanyan and Hunter Henry for a tight end spot in our home league. And I put in Robert Tanyan. Hunter Henry sat my bench. And and I was completely confident Robert Tanyan scored more points and had a great week. Yeah. yeah Talk about some misses. Misses. Who did not get it done this week? Justin Herbert and the San Diego Superchargers. Um Anthony Lynn, what he's got to go. He's got to go. Yeah. Totally unpre- unprepared to play this game. Herbert went twenty six pass attempt, uh, twenty six completions on fifty three pass attempts, two hundred nine yards, two interceptions, zero touchdowns. Steve, this was the first zero touchdown game of Justin Herbert's career, and only his second multiple interception game of his career. Um, from week six to twelve. He's been the quarterback five, 25.3 points a game. He has been mm-hmm. steady. He has been uh, just trustworthy, someone that we can count on every single week. And I know there were people out there who started Justin Herbert, who needed a big game to get into the fantasy playoffs, and it did not happen. Yeah, I was lucky that I, I started Justin Herbert this past week, um, and I should have and I should have started golf in hindsight. Jeez. Um, but, you know, it, it, um, <laughs> you, you wrote on the dock, this is a true outlier. No, it's not. Bill Belichick does this to almost every rookie quarterback he has ever faced. You yeah, know, it's like one in 12, uh, 12 and one or something like that against rookies. Yeah, he, is what he, it is. Uh, he got broken in. He got a trial by fire and they got the best of them. Justin Herbert, my miss of the week. Steve, over to yours. Um, my first miss is Juju. 
um, with Steelers wide receiver. And this is, you know, if you ever want to make the reason why, why half PPR needs to exist, it's because Juju had seven catches for 28 yards in, in PPR, he was good for 9.8, but you know, like seven, Five, what is that? Six point on, t- on three, 10 targets, too. On, on 10 targets. 10 targets he had he had seven catches for 28 you know and and juju is normally a tackle breaker like he's he he'll normally catch those short passes and he'll just and he'll just do a nice cut and then then yeah but that didn't happen this past week and it and it was incredibly disappointing my second miss this is tied into the once conversation we had before i said spoiler we're going to talk about someone else a little later we're talking about miles sanders now wentz is benched hurts is in and Miles Sanders is still in limbo. He only has one 100-yard rushing game, and it was against Baltimore when he broke a you know huge play. He only had nine carries in that game for 118 yards. Um, what kind of line is that? This week, <laughs> ten carries, five in the first few minutes. I think I'm going to be giving it five on the first drive for mm-hmm. 31 total yards, um, zero receptions. People again, we're counting on Miles Sanders. He's got to be out of your lineup. If you start Miles yeah. Sanders in the fantasy playoffs, you have you're asking for it. You're absolutely asking for it. Um, the last four weeks, he's been running back 32 back end RB3 with basically no upside. That puts him by Gus Edwards, Daryl Henderson, and Duke Johnson over that time. Mm-mm. No. I um because like I I I have in our listener league I have Miles Sanders and I and I was just like oh well you know he should he should do well it, it you know he should do well he's a great it, player it, and, and the Packers are atrocious against the run and he got nothing so yeah I'm I, I I'm basically going to be going with Nick Chubb and I'm going to be going with Nick Chubb and Damian Harris to basically and and James Robinson to carry me through for my running backs for the fantasy playoffs. I, I'm I, I, I'm good on you. That takes a braver man than I am. You got a miss for us, Steve? Yeah, um, my last miss is Colts tight end Trey Burton. Um, and while while may, some may not be expecting to hear this. Trey Burton has actually had a consistent role with the with the Colts since returning from injury. He's had a couple of those dud games, which is the position of the tight end. But you're going up against a Texans defense that struggled and gives up points to the tight end. And he only had one catch for 11 yards. Burton is consistent at being inconsistent. And yet he's the best. And yet, you know, he's the best tight end on the Colts. Hasn't had more than four catches since week six. However, he has found the end zone three times in that span. Um, his lines have looked like 25, 25 yards, 40 yards, 20 yards, 25 yards. Maybe mm-hmm. a big game, he gets up 50. But yeah, absolutely a bust game. Indy is one of the teams that they run a lot of two tight end sets to. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely not my favorite tight end on a team, but until Mo Alley Cox shows us any sign of life, yeah, I, I, it, it should, it should be Mo Alley Cox that should be the leading tight end because Jack Doyle. I, I mean, you know, people loved Jack Doyle. I, I never saw the appeal of Jack Doyle. He blocks. He does everything. He, he catches. He, he does everything okay. And and hey, there's not nothing wrong in the NFL for someone who does everything. Okay, but you know, for uh, Moali Cox should be targeted oh, from from your mouth to uh, God's ears to <laughs> Philip Rivers' ears. 
from your mouth to Philip Rivers' ears. Well, you want to know what the Colts should have done? They should have re-signed Eric Ebron because Eric Ebron is doing fantastic in Pittsburgh. He's always been a great guy. I mean, two two seasons ago when when Ebron went on that stretch where he scored a touchdown in like eight games straight or whatever ridiculous number he put up, I said, "Hey, he's going to be the next the future of this position." Guess what? He's he's Uh, doing he's doing great in Pittsburgh. So I I mean that it, it, it. yeah, that, that that's another thing that we could talk about with Pittsburgh, but, <laughs> but we're just not going to. But we can't. We got to go. Steve, any last words? Um, I mean, fantasy championships and fantasy playoffs, they officially start this week. You know, make sure, make sure that you hit me and Bob up on our, on our Twitters so we can, so we can give you guys fantasy advice, you know, good luck and, and may the odds ever be in your favor. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us at ID Sports.